Welcome to Sin City with Nick Manessis and Dane McLean. Live chat about everything cinema, from new releases, iconic films, and plenty more for you movie lovers. Live for CMRU.ca. And now, to the men behind the mic. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Sin City. I am one of your hosts, Nick Manessis. Dane will be here soon to make an epic entrance to amaze you all. Until then, we have a returning guest with us, my good friend, Matt Zahariah. Hello, Matt. Hello, Nick. Thanks for having me on again. And for those who are new, I started a horror movie club at Nate. And um, I'm also just a big fan of movies, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we were talking off before I started recording about, uh, you mentioned H.R. Jigger, correct? Yeah, H.R. Geiger. So he's, uh, you think, um, a Swedish artist who does a lot of the sort of biomechanical, a lot of phallic imagery as well. It's, a, it's very interesting work. I would give it a look, if you will. But um, so Dan O'Bannon, the writer for Alien, uh, he, came, um, he came up with the idea of it. Uh, it's sort of like it was sort of like a slasher in space so Halloween came out the year before so he's like oh we can do that and he brought on uh, uh, he worked on Jodorowsky's Dune which was a failed project to adapt Frank Herbert's Dune by a Mexican director Jodorowsky and it was just too big and he, could, he didn't have he didn't have the budget for it so but he um, but Dan O'Bannon was brought on there as well as H.R. Geiger because he was there to design one of the sets for the, one of the factions which can actually be seen um, some of his designs were used in Prometheus wow. so yeah the sort of like people shaped buildings was there and so yeah that's where they were introduced hello Dane McLean hello sorry about being so late oh no worries it's okay it's okay we kind of just started thanks Okay. One second. How, how's everything going? Pretty good. Yeah, we kind of just started. Uh, Matt, I see you're wearing your alien shirt. Yeah, I am. Oh, nice. I thought you were talking to me, Nick. I was like, I, I uh, didn't have my alien suit today, but I tried. <laughs> that's that's a cool shirt. That's really sweet. Thank well, thanks. Good to have you here on the show. So, and by the way, if we, um, by the way, I'm Dane, just to recap, we were discussing about um, HR, uh, what was, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, hello, John. Hello, sorry about that. Everyone. Hey, John. John. Game oh, man. Sorry. Nice. Oh, and to those new, say hello to our guest host, John Swan, whose real name, by the way, is Jonathan Cole. Hello, yes. John. Hello. Hey, John. Everyone, how's it going? Good. Yes. Nice. Alien. That's right. All right. We just started. 
So, uh, by the way, we were talking about um, HR. Uh, Geiger. 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 Yeah. Yes. yes. And yeah. I believe he's the one who came up with the design for yeah. the average yeah. building, correct? Yeah. It was uh, Dan O'Bannon's idea for it, how a alien that terrorizes a space crew. And he brought on HR Geiger to design the alien because they met on Jodorowsky's Dune, which I was mentioning earlier. So they were both brought on there for a writing credit and uh, to design the structures for one of the factions, House Arconin. But uh, the movie never turned out, but they did get those connections through that failed project. And I also mentioned uh, Dark Star, which is another inspiration, which actually starred Dan O'Bannon because he wrote, wrote it, and it was directed by John Carpenter. And it was a film school project that sort of got out of hand and became a low-budget blockbuster movie. So um, but that was the first movie to introduce the concept of dirty space, where it's a world that's lived in. So like your Star Wars and all science fiction after that I uh, took inspiration from it where before it was all clean and pristine like 2001 and others uh, show other movies like that but Dark Star was a really one where they introduced that concept of a lived-in universe and he took that with the idea of sort of making a slasher in space because that's what alien is to begin with space basically yeah yeah, yeah so yeah and about the, we also gotta give credit to uh, correct me if I'm mispronouncing this but uh, Bolaji Badejo oh yeah he is the guy who played the alien in the first film like they Ridley Scott met him at a, at a pub and they and when they first looked at him they chose him to play the alien because of his yeah. height and his quote very long legs yeah so he basically spent yeah. the rest of in the he worked at the set basically wearing nothing but his underwear and wearing that like skimpy alien suit yeah. the way yeah. I think he was actually like a, a computer student, like a some sort of technician, actually. So that's kind of interesting. Correct. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Wow. Unbelievable. Yes. This is all like brand new to me because I, I I I'm a terrible host. I haven't seen. Oh no no no! Don't don't say that. You're a great host. <laughs> so this is all new to me. This is so good. This is prepping me for my for my deep dive into the alien franchise. I still gotta see um. I've seen uh, I've seen Alien and Aliens. Aliens is my favorite, but um, I still haven't seen the the third and um, Resurrection. Alien. Yeah. The reason why I haven't seen those ones though, just I heard like three and especially like four weren't that good. But I have mm-hmm. seen like Predator and I, I've seen Alien like versus. Um, I've seen the first Alien versus Predator. Yeah, because there's like two of them, and then Predator, and then, but yeah, I skipped out on three and four, but um, yeah, because I heard like I heard was it four that did really bad, or was it three, or it was mostly three. Yeah, yeah, and then they made four because they wanted more money, and it didn't really turn out well either. Alright, well, 
Yes. And one of the, the main reasons why Alien 3 didn't do so good was because of uh, executive meddling, because the, the production uh -huh. meddled a lot. Like they, they kept changing the script like every 15 minutes, I believe. Jeez. And, and worst of all, they started shooting the film before the script was even complete. I know another thing. I don't know if it was the executives or just the concept designers, but they wouldn't work with H.R. Geiger at all. Like, he wanted to work really? on the film, but they kept turning Jeez. him down. He even created a prototype sculpture of the dog alien, because in that one, the facehugger uh, impregnates a dog, so it, it's a more animalistic look Ooh. to it, which is an interesting change for the franchise. So the third but, one is uh, kind of darker than, would you say? Uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's darker. It's a lot, it's a different tone because it takes place yeah. on, takes place on a prison planet. Oh, where it's just, okay. yeah, it's just all men. So there's no like women or children getting harmed. So I don't know if that's any better, but I mean, it is, a, it is a pretty dark series already. My bad yeah. for saying that, like when it first started, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, d I definitely will see three and, um, resurrection just to kind of know what's going on but the second one is one of my favorite aliens yeah and while we're at this, let us wish a happy birthday today and also rest in peace Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton. oh yeah today's his birthday by the way yeah yeah, yeah he was really great in uh, Aliens he was like the uh, yeah. comedic relief too that was like one of his first movies I think after Terminator I think that's right yeah uh, Hudson was his character's name remember? yeah Hudson probably. also yeah yeah, James Cameron too because James Cameron directed Aliens and then Terminator or Terminator was first right 1984 I think correct yep yeah. then, and then Aliens yep yeah great right. but yeah so, um, oh sorry you can go ahead no, I was just gonna say, Aliens, the start of the franchise. What are, what are your guys' thoughts on it? The yeah. first Alien movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought wow. it was. Um, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, it's really iconic too, because I think that um, when that first came out. That was like the first kind of like space horror sort of thing. In a way, yeah. I know it was like kind of like the face. The first. Well, I think there were some like I can't think of anything earlier, but that was like the first like scary, uh, like terrifying thing to happen in space. Great. And just the whole stomach scene. That's like very like that's an iconic like. The chestburster scene. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what really what really made that scene like so iconic is the fact that when the actors were like you know well we acting to the chest burster oh. that wasn't acting that was gen they were genuinely scared yeah yeah Ridley Scott ahead of time what was going to happen like I'm yeah. like they, re they read the script of what was going to happen but they didn't know how the practical effect was going to be achieved exactly yeah so it was like pure surprise yeah great and also when, the act the actor who um what was the act the character's name who got his chest bursted again okay. and the actor was John Hurt John yeah. Hurt apparently he's like he's like the, the he's like one of the actors that like had like the most he has his like um in 
in almost every movie he's in, he always like dies apparently. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. I think it was a pretty big name at the time when Aliens came out. So it was sort of the sort of the same scream idea where they kill off their biggest names in the first half of the movie, basically. Okay. So yeah, if you're familiar with Scream, who's yeah, they yeah. do something similar to that in the. Oh, like, West. West, yeah, was Craven. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, Drew Barrymore. Now, you watch Scream, so, you watch Scream Dane? Yeah, it's, yeah, a long time ago. A long time ago. I think that was... Yeah. That was, like, one of the yeah. first horror movies I've seen, I think. Because, um... My parents had it on VHS, so I was, like, curious. Mm. And then I was like, oh, this is, like, kind of... Uh, <laughs> I did not expect that. Yeah. And I was like in grade three at the time when I first saw Scream. Whoa. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And another thing about the, that, that scene of the chestburster is that it's kind of more realistic now because there are actual animals who give, like, reproduce the same way by, like, putting something inside you. So, yeah. yeah there's a really type of hornet, I think, in. I'm not too sure, but there's a type of hornet that basically just like stings its prey and then impregnates it and then just have the young eat its way out, basically. Jeez, that's really dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. This is not a family yeah. friendly podcast anymore, guys. Yeah, I know. Um, getting... And if I'm going to go even more darker now, like Ridley Scott also <laughs> mentioned in an interview that essentially the aliens are are a uh, metaphor for fear of well rape in a way because like yeah. like think about oh. it like you're being impregnated by something you don't even know you are being and it's all against your will so you know on That's top true. of that in particular he wanted to scare men because they didn't really have any like they're not really afraid of that so they with all this like phallic imagery and vaginal imagery of the face hugger they wanted to make men uncomfortable so with like the basically second mouth just popping in and he wanted to make men be afraid of that sort of stuff so it's not just a exclusive yeah. fear for women that thing also just scares me too just how spider looking it looks because i don't like yeah. spiders so just like the just looking at yeah. it is just already like creeps me out too yeah. uh yeah face other thing I, I I like the biomechanical feel of it though, with like all the tubes around it and like mm-hmm. the vertebrae, but with the sharp edges, it makes it organic yet inorganic, which is what you kind of want Combo. when you're yeah describing something that's alien to us. It's not similar to us at all. Because alien just basically just means like. It just basically kind of just means like unfamiliar. Yeah, yeah. Species. And even the xenomorph is unknown yeah. like, form, basically. Unidentified so. species, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What really, and what I lo- appreciate more about the first Alien after watching it, last, like when I first saw Alien, I, I was like uh, 10 years old at the time. I wasn't. Mm. Oh no. Because, you know, I think this is an Alien movie, but yet the Alien doesn't show up much. But now I understand. Mm-hmm. This. Like the Alien is more, it's the Alien's more terrifying when you can really see it. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like it's, the first Halloween movie almost. Yeah. Which is. 
first Friday the 13th, or sorry, the yeah, first Halloween, sorry, because yeah. Friday the 13th is different, but. Yeah, but it's, um, it's really a, just a slasher in space, if you think about mm-hmm. it, where it's a crew and then a killer wandering the Nostromo. Yeah. yeah. I like how isolated the the, the first um, alien feels. Yeah. It's really isolating and it's just it's just pure suspense because like they don't really know like what's going on and like people at the time like because it came out in 1979 right? Yeah. Correct. So like when, when audiences were first watching it they didn't know like what they were like going to see I guess or did I'm not sure if they showed in the trailer a long time ago but when people first saw that they're kind of just like well what's like what's this gonna be it's just like if i do recall people actually got sick watching it and had they they had to leave the theater because they were nauseous yeah yeah shock value yeah but it's just something no one's seen like it before like and yeah base horror it's almost kind of like um that uh that scene too the iconic scene that's like almost basically like body horror like uh Cronenberg video drum video drum um scanners the fly yeah I know Aliens actually the first uh movie to get me into horror because I I was a fan of science fiction and I wanted to watch Alien and it's like well it's a horror I may as well just watch it and I really enjoyed the slow build up to the reveal and the soundtrack with the uh, anticipation yeah, yeah. And that, and that's is that's that's what is that one of Ridley Scott's first directed movies or did he do stuff before I think so well yeah, I think he would have because it's you wouldn't give a big budget movie like this to just anyone uh, it was his second film actually no okay. um, first one was one called yeah. the but Duelist. it was like the film that kind of like made him that's someone that made him like famous though. yeah That's true yeah correct me if I'm wrong though but um, in Alien like the 1979 the original um, the, the alien shows up like really late in the film right like like yeah. at the very end right so true yeah. and you well you do get like sort of glimpses of it throughout the film mm-hmm. like you can see his tail drop in one scene yeah. you see him just like pop out uh in one but you don't see the full alien until the very end so it's sort of the same okay. jaws it's idea just like super mysterious yeah i'm like jaws yeah. that's what i even appreciated more like the alien it shows up for just it, the film is like nearly two hours and the alien shows up for just four minutes and just those four minutes the alien became one of cinema's most iconic monsters mm. just yeah. four minutes that's just more four minutes that's insane it's crazy when you look back at like um franchises like um halloween and like alien and even like friday to like the 13th like um because uh the characters from those franchises uh they're like very iconic looking but people didn't even know 
what they would like look like when they first saw the first movie because it wasn't known to them mm-hmm. but it's known to us now because like it's been around for a while but it's just crazy mm-hmm. how if you think about it it's like well, yeah they did not expect that yeah that's a good point yeah and then there's funny. also the twist halfway through with ash the mm-hmm. robot yeah he's basically a crew the science officer of the Nostromo who I know you haven't seen it Dane so somewhat spoilers but <laughs> it's okay um, I'm not listening uh, um, he's a normal crew member but then he just turns on Ridley uh, Ripley sorry uh, Sigourney Weaver Sigourney Weaver's character and tries to kill her because they have orders to capture this from the Wayland Utani Corporation oh right yeah. first introduction of corporation versus survival where mm. the ideas of the corporation aren't in the interest of the crew itself because their plan is to capture um, to capture the alien and use it as a weapon mm-hmm. because that so and a mother the onboard computer says by any means necessary so crew expendable mm-hmm. so then Ash because Sigourney Weaver is trying to lead them out of there uh, Ash tries to kill her basically and then one of the best lines that I keep quoting is Ash is a I don't Ash is a goddamn robot because he like knocks his head off and then wires and uh, yeah ping pong balls sort of just pop out and it's yeah that's really, so, so, sorry um, you can go, go yeah. on uh, yeah that's yeah I know the effects for that were actually just used by using ping pong balls and spaghetti and just mm-hmm. a lot of milk <laughs> oh yeah just a lot of just fluid and yeah and I think they did a like mold for his head but what happened was it actually was bigger than his actual head which shouldn't usually happen or it was small no it was smaller so they had to like shoot it at a different angle because of that yeah. and back and related to that point I like also about the alien movies how the, even though the aliens are well the monsters humans are also the uh, other monsters in the film like exactly, yeah it's like a metaphor too yeah, I've I got can... a question for you guys so John Hurt versus Sean Bean who's the better oh. character, who's the better actor that dies in every movie <laughs> John well, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna say John has Hurt in his name so <laughs> true that's, that's so interesting yeah. Sean Bean gets like I think he's been in like 20 movies that he's died in yeah like Lord of the Rings and then a, a dozen yeah. others Game of Thrones I feel very bad for him yeah. speaking of Bean Michael Michael Bean Michael aliens Bean. oh yeah are, are, are they related I no actually know. I don't think so are they Michael Could Bean be. So Michael Bean was in um, the first Terminator, uh, Kyle Reese. No connection to uh, Mr. Bean? No, no connection to Mr. Bean, okay. unfortunately. Mr. Bean. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, they're not related because, like, sorry, um, Michael Bean is a B I E H N, and then Sean Bean is B E H N. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, the thing that I liked about. Um, 
just the franchise and looking at it so far is like how they're able to transition between like different genres almost because mm-hmm. first alien was like a horror and then the second one was like an action like magnificent seven sort of thing yeah and i, I thought that was a really cool transition how they did and if you look at the first two films they're like they have different feel um the different uh type of tone for like the, the first and second the second one had a lot of like comedic relief and stuff um yeah to build that packs and stuff and some like uh, iconic lines too i thought was pretty cool it's a good change yeah like, and, and um oh sorry i'm oh, sorry um, you first okay you guys have you all seen prometheus as well yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. some parts of it i actually i have like not seen cool, prometheus right? yet yeah um go back to aliens for a quick second i know uh when i was talking to my one of my friends about sequels he said oh yeah aliens is a good sequel not because it's a good movie or anything because it made money and that's what it was supposed to do and i was like well, it could also be a good sequel because it adds something to the alien mythos, basically. It added the queen alien. And you can... And, and for talking about changes of tone, uh, uh, Ripley gets a more motherly role in this, car- in this one because uh, at the beginning of the film, she gets picked up by Waylon Yutani and um, she was told that her daughter, uh, I'm not sure if she died, but 60 years have passed since, since she's been floating in space. So her daughter basically grew up without her that whole time. And then she oh, was basically right. like she lost a daughter during her trial uh, freeze in space, basically. So then she picks up Newt and sort of takes a maternal role for caring for her right. and protecting her in that way. Yeah, she's yeah. like the Sarah Connor of the Aliens. Sarah Connor. Yeah. yeah. And it was also directed by James Cameron, too. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And about uh, Ripley's daughter. By the way, she in she is the the main character and the player in the game Alien Isolation. Oh, cool! Right. I still got to play that. Oh, you, you, will that you will love it. Which and Isolation. By the way, the, the story is like after Alien and before Aliens, with Amanda trying to find out what happened to her mother, basically. Oh. She goes to a space station where she finds an unwanted guest. Yes. Yeah, like this game, it's like, it's just pure terror. Like, I, it's the scariest game I ever played in my life. Like, if you love the first Alien, then this is like this game, it fits closer to the tone of the first Alien. Like, yeah. it's set in the 70s, basically. Because it's a lot of like hiding and stuff from the Alien, which would. Um... Oh, yeah. What they were doing in the first Alien. I'd say it does a good job of capturing the essence of what an Alien film should be. Like, suspenseful horror that you don't see, but you know that there's a presence there and mm-hmm. gotta do what you need to to survive. That's right. And yeah. basically, you... And what makes this different than other horror games is that you are, like, you have some weapons, but they're mostly used to distract not to kill so for the most part you are basically defenseless you you don't you barely have the upper hand it's, yeah it's like pure survival 
Pretty much, yeah. All right. Oh yeah, I guess for the first alien, that's kind of like what the what the first one is like about too, just mainly survival too. Yeah. Survival isolation. Yeah. But uh, yeah, going back to aliens, that's um, because you were saying earlier, um, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely one of the like the best sequels out there next to like Godfather Part Two and like yeah. um, Mad Max Road Warrior. Yeah. Like they def- those like s- sequels are really good when it like adds something more to the story instead of just like a money grab sort of thing because like, yeah. I feel like sequels nowadays they're just kind of like just a money grab sort of thing actors want to make money director wanted to make more yeah. money but it's better when it like adds like another like layer from the like the first part <laughs> or expands like the universe to even like that's yeah yeah so yeah that's what it's good about aliens and um Alien 3 also did that with introducing the dog alien, how mm. sort of the xenomorph takes aspects of the host rather than it's just the same generic alien in a way. And we see that later yeah. on with... Um, just thinking about that just kind of reminds me of, like, the thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, the, in Alien vs. Predator Requiem, we see more of that, and we will get to that when... We get to that. And did you know, guys know that the the aliens in the sequel, Aliens, they they were actually done through puppetry and right, and, yeah, and like actors. Or, right. Yeah. Oh, so the the shootout scene near the end was really cool too. Yeah. All right. So Alien Three. I know Dane, of course, hasn't seen it, and John, uh, you haven't seen it. Is that right? Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen three, and I haven't seen Resurrection. Oh, okay. The only ones I've seen are um, the first two, and then Alien versus Predator. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this. So yeah, um, Alien Three basically takes place on a prison planet. Okay. Uh, for a couple reasons. So it's um, it's a male prison pr- planet, and it's sort of a. a religious colony basically so they're against violence so there's no guns on it and that was sort of a behind the scenes thing because Sigourney Weaver is anti-gun so one of her conditions for making a third one is absolutely no guns and it's like okay well how do we do an alien movie so they sort of made it a prison planet so they have to use more like melee weapons and that so yeah uh, what happens at the end of Aliens is they're drifting off in the space right. marines big ship, but a facehugger got on board and there was a malfunction and the ship crashed onto um, the planet. I'm not sure what its name is, but uh, and then uh, Sigourney Weaver's the only survivor and of course the host. And throughout the movie, you learn that uh, it was a king, quote unquote, face hugger, which, sorry, a royal face hugger, which uh, impregnates it with a queen embryo. So basically, Ooh. which Uh-oh. part of that takes a bit longer to gestate and uh, and all that. Um, but with that, uh, 
uh, it's Sigourney uh, Ripley's in an interesting spot because she's like the only female. She shaves her head for a different look and also to sort of blend in with everyone there. With the males. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, another face hugger got on and impregnates one of the prisoner's dogs. So, and then you get this interesting. Uh, change to the design where it's a quadrupedal form which can run a bit faster and just is more inhuman as it's more animal like and the, th but, the third one came out in the in the 90s right yeah oh, it came 19, out a little bit later yeah 1992 92 yeah sorry. and um yeah, but throughout the movie, there's this one scene um, where uh, Ripley's cornered and then the alien runs up to her and basically sort of like smells her and then just goes off. So you can tell she's not really in any danger because she want, they want the embryo to gestate. So when she discovers this, uh, what she does at the very end in sort of a... A pseudo Christ-like position. She falls into a vat of like molten metal to destroy herself and the alien. Because there's a lot of Jesus allusions to Ripley's character in that film. She's sort of a savior because okay. nearing the end, the Wayland Utani Corporation catch on and they send people to like capture her for it. Mm. Oh yeah. So, so the third one has a lot of um, religious symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's like one of the main like uh, themes, I guess, of um, the third alien. A bit, yeah. Bit. Oh. Green. And uh, Read I that um, David uh, was it David Fincher directed the yeah. third one. It says. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And he has disowned his that film, by the way, because he disowned this film. Yeah, because you guys are saying like um, uh, the pre-production for the film wasn't uh, that great or something. Like the script, there's a lot of script changes and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And something else, they, the production they locked David Fincher out of the studio and basically took creative control over his work. So. Oh, wow. I just remind. That's like the Fantastic Four. Uh, remake Josh yeah. yeah whenever like um, whenever they're doing a movie and then whenever like they like get a different director like midway through it it always goes like it always goes bad because it's like mm -hmm. unplanned like with the solo movie and stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then it's better if they like just stick to like the one director or just like they should just like go with his ideas otherwise it just becomes messy yeah and then there's alien resurrection which is it's a bad movie everyone i'm gonna say that out so yeah so basically what happens is it's a couple years in the future i'm not sure how long like a hundred or so or something and the Wayland yutani Corporation got bought out by another one, which is, um, they didn't say the name, but there was a deleted scene that said it was Walmart. So that's, uh, that's if you want to know how serious their tone was. But basically what they did was they cloned Ripley 
because of course they did and so they had Ripley but she also had the embryo in it and it gave her sort of but she got it out and the, but she still had sort of um, uh, superpowers basically like there's one scene where she like dunks a basketball and it shatters the backboard and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not good um, it's silly yeah and um, basically as you expect they were like harvesting aliens they, they do have some there but they escape and they got to try and get off but this time it's a whole bunch of mercenaries hired by the company and they just try and escape so uh, there's a couple interesting things they introduced in it like there's one scene where it, that takes place underwater and it shows the xenomorph swim which is it's actually pretty terrifying how naturally they move underwater and they just like, slither towards you and then they also introduced the hybrid which is which was the embryo taken out of Ripley but it has more human characteristics like it's beige instead of the black and um, it has a like skull face and it was basically part human part xenomorph but more of a hybrid than the natural alien yeah. yeah sorry about that my dad had a question he didn't know what I was doing <laughs> I had to explain to him sorry about that <laughs> something yeah. else to add about the aliens as I mentioned too in our group chat like I love how the aliens they're not portrayed as you know being like well the like the, the Martians like who ride spaceships mm-hmm. and try to invade the earth but more like wild classic aliens, animals yeah they're yeah and with that they're also the perfect killers as described by i'm not sure who i think it was ash in the first movie because they have a defense system where it's acid blood which is if you well with the face hugger it like latches onto you and it coils around your neck but it gives you enough oxygen to survive but if you try to remove it it has acid blood which is acid and it melts through metal and then the xenomorph also carries this trait of acid blood and it has a second mouth inside it that pops out that's strong enough to go through skulls and that was actually inspired by the moray eel which has a similar function how it can like dislodge its jaw and shoot something out and um it's just an interesting design because it has a sharp tail it's just graphic it's just made for killing basically which is kind of counterintuitive if they are a parasite but semantics and if the, and if you look closely um the the aliens like face per se it has like a human skull in the mm-hmm. like, yeah. underneath in the design that was part of hr geiger's design because he does a lot with combining humans with mechanical features and almost eldritch Lovecraftian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Isn't, word for, isn't that called like a, something like biopunk or cyber? Not really cyber. cyber uh, biomechanical, I think. Bio, yeah, biomechanical. Yeah. yeah, check out his work. It's stunning. Have you seen any of the new, new alien films, Matt? Like Prometheus? Yeah. Or, uh... Oh, I've seen Prometheus. I didn't get around to seeing oh, uh... Alien Covenant. Covenant? Covenant. Yeah. <laughs> 
Covenant yeah. is um because Covenant right. takes place right after Prometheus, correct? That's um, right. There's, I think there's a bit of a time jump in between it, but oh god, it's like it's enough time where they forgot about the last crew and they just send keep, keep sending people for. Jeez, yeah. no one gets the memo. They yeah, just sending people. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. So let's talk about Prometheus then, because sure. of course. Uh, good cast I, by the way for Prometheus. Yeah. I know uh, th- there is an interview out there where Ridley Scott did say oh yeah maybe like six films down the road I would like to go back to this and uh, expand upon the background of what the alien is and all that so he did do that so good on him for keeping his word but yeah yeah I, I enjoyed it it had a lot of like it's one of those things where it's explaining something that doesn't really need to be explained but they do it but they, but they do it anyways and they do it well enough where it's not just uh, it, it destroys and ruins the idea of the original mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh, so it's about a research uh, crew that gets a signal of a gets an unknown signal like in the first one and they go down to a planet but they discover an ancient society basically of these creatures called the engineers which were a super advanced race with their own goals and i think they nod to it where they uh created humanity through a uh, yeah through an action and it deals a lot again with the religious aspects of meeting your creator because i know i think uh, wayland which is one of the founders of wayland Utani, has this whole expedition uh he went along with it and that was revealed halfway through where he's aboard and he wants to meet the engineers and um but before that, we'll, we'll get there. But so they go in, they find this ancient civilization, which was designed, which was a lot, a lot of them was, a lot of it was reused from the Jodorowsky's Dune project. Like there's one oh, okay. where it's like a shape of a person, like of just a fat person. And that was part of the Harkonnen's design. Right. And right. They, they use that asset and all it has similar feel to the original derelict spaceship in the first one and this crew goes in and then they basically find these little jars of black goo basically and then uh, two people break off to find something else and they get lost which was I think uh, the biologist and the geologist if I have to say and then everyone else goes back to the spaceship but um, one of them I think gets infected it's my memory on it's pretty vague so yeah and then your alien shenanigans happen well not really shenanigans I wouldn't describe it as that but one of them uh, becomes like a zombie so they had to burn them burn him in front of his wife which wasn't turned out good and um, with the two people lost inside they discover a face hugger like a proto face hugger where it's more like long eel shaped doesn't have like the big claws and you're gonna hear this a lot in 
uh, debate about bad decisions when coming into contact with an unknown alien. You don't like reach out your hand and touch it. But I, I give that justification because there's in this universe because this was the first alien encounter ever, basically. If oh, okay. you, you want to keep it canon because Alien vs Predator messes with that. Um, but it was oh, the first, yeah, it was the first uh, canonical coming to an alien, and you're not gonna just stay away from it. You're gonna poke at it. You're gonna see what it's about, and then he basically gets his exactly. face hugged, and it's not good. Mm. And um, the other guy dies somehow. I'm again vague recollection, but it also shows a different. Um, a uh, way of transmission through it. It because uh, one person who touched the goop slept with the female lead. Who here? I'm, gonna, I'm not sure who, but and through that she becomes impregnated by the alien. So there's oh, this whole oh. scene, which was funny enough. The first time I saw the movie, it was cut out because I saw it on uh, television rerun of it. Right. But it was where she programmed like a surgery computer to take out. It was basically an abortion for the alien, but it's kind of interesting because um, there was nothing on the computer for that task it was um, she had to do like unknown object in stomach and mail something and had it taken out so it was yeah but they as the movie progresses they find out that one of the engineers is still alive and uh, Waylon Yutani who was previously unknown on this mission uh, goes with him uh, goes to him and asks like extend my life basically because he doesn't want he, he's on the edge of death he's old and he basically just gets thrown across the room and dies which is sort of underwhelming but then this uh, engineer basically is um, he's going to continue his job because it was to destroy humanity because it was a mistake by the engineers so he goes on with, um, so he go, takes off in his ship and they finally bring it down. And again, another bad decision scene from Prometheus is the classic Prometheus running away from things where it's a big circular object rolling and they're just running straight ahead instead of going to the sides. And it's like, I'm not gonna excuse that one. That one's easily avoidable. Um, yeah. yeah. But then uh, at the end of it, you see that the face hugger got onto the engineer and it was, it bursted out and it's the same derelict spaceship from LV426, I think, which yeah. was the planet from the original alien. So that's the connection there. Oh, okay. So, sorry about that. I went on a bit of a tangent. Okay. I was just going to say the... For, if you look at all of the, um, by the way, I have seen Alien uh, versus Predator um, Requiem. Yeah. I saw actually the first uh, Alien movie I technically saw was Alien versus Predator, like the first one. Yeah. And then I saw Requiem. Um, a little bit later after that, because I, I saw I saw both of those when I was like in elementary. Like my parents rented them, and then yeah. But I was just looking at like the if you look at like the um, the the directors for each one, it seems like uh, Alien vs Pre Predator didn't do that well mainly because like I guess the directors I guess and like the casting wasn't that good. 
as it seems right and also this is just one of my personal issues with it it's 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 a fan service film yeah it doesn't keep Anything the curses is like yeah because like the predator like alien takes place far in the future where predator takes place now so they had to sort of connect right. the timelines and that just doesn't work. So what, what they decided to do was there's an ancient uh, predator pier- pyramid yeah, I remember in the Antarctic <laughs> where they kept uh, xenomorphs for a hunting ritual or whatever. And because of that, oh, the humans discovered it. And now we got a, oh, aliens are now in the main timeline. And it's yeah, like, it just messes with everything. So um, these alien versus predator movies, are they, are they not considered canon? anymore? I don't think so. I don't think because they if, ever w- were. Oh, okay. Because if if they are considered canon, I guess Requiem would be the most recent one in the timeline, right? Because Covenant uh, takes place right after Prometheus. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um... Again, with Alien vs. Predator, that happens during our time. So, oh, okay. for, it would be, for example, I think it actually happened in 2007 when the movie came out, or around then, where yeah. it's like 20, uh, 26, 39, or whatever for the Alien universe. So, all the Alien okay. stuff happens in the far future, where we have space travel oh, okay. and different distant colonies and all that. But they really kind of saved it with just making Prometheus because it kind of went yeah. back to more of like good stories and like yeah. good directors and like better well, cast. Was really Scott again. So mm-hmm. yeah, because he wasn't involved in the AVP, was he? No, no. I know um, a lot of that was from growing fan base because Alien and Predator came around the same time, and then Dark Horse comic comics published a whole bunch of stories where they do cross over and they make right. it work in that where it's not just a goofy oh let's just have them fight sort of thing because mm-hmm. yeah. then they do something with like uh terminator versus like wasn't it like terminator versus like predator or something it was like a dark horse comic thing yeah probably i know there was a superman yeah there's also oh, really like, yeah yeah wow and there's also batman versus predator like mm-hmm. comics are weird yeah that's definitely a lot of like fan service too because those are like those are like two different universes colliding it's like yeah like freddy versus jason uh-huh yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah I, remember, I remember seeing that and i was like hmm, i don't know about this yeah i feel like that was a for the early like two i don't know it's weird like in the early 2000s there was like this weird like trend of like fan service had, like freddy yeah. versus jason and like alien versus predator yeah i think weren't they planning like a child's play versus like michael myers sort of thing something Probably. like like i think with that it's just something to make money because you know people who like predator people who like aliens they're gonna see it yeah yeah but uh one one thing with alien versus predator requiem they did show so at the end of um 
Alien versus Predator on the Predator ship. There's one, there, one, one Predator died during the fight, and then he has like a ceremonial sort of altar on the ship. But at the end of the movie, you see a chest burster burst out of it. Oh, and that's no. where you get the Predalien. Which is a dumb name, but we're going to yeah. talk about it. So it's basically a hybrid of the Predators and the Alien, and that basically Jeez. the ship crashes and terrorizes like a small town in the U.S. Um, and that's a plot of Alien vs. Predator Requiem. So yeah, because I, I remember it was a it was a small town in the Requiem. Form. Yeah, and that has its own problems. Like yeah, yeah. No, I, because yeah. uh, that was uh again early 2000s requiem right was that um 2007 i think yeah, yeah. and you uh you've seen all of the you've, you've seen all of them right including oh wait you haven't seen covenant though right? yeah I, i'm familiar with it though oh okay Definitely, I think Covenant is definitely, like, better than AVP, though. Oh, yeah, definitely, because with that, they try to keep a consistent canon, where with that, they just... Aliens on Earth now, have fun. <laughs> yeah, have fun. I think the reason why uh, the Covenant and, in a way, Prometheus didn't do so well at the box office is because I, th- I just think at, at that point, fans just lost interest in the Alien franchise. Yeah, they're just... At that point, it just doesn't know for who it's for and why basically it's not for the fans who already gave up interest and it's not for people who have never heard of the alien franchise before so yeah apparently it say, says uh sorry for interrupting it apparently it says walt disney owns the alien. <laughs> oh yeah we're, we're, we're gonna talk about that a bit later <laughs> does that mean that but, the alien is a disney princess now yeah i guess so <laughs> um that's good yeah and predator but sorry, what were you going to say? Um, the bad. biggest problem with Alien Covenant is that you're just trying to go off of the nostalgia of Alien. They think, oh, these were successful in the past, let's just keep doing them. But it, they're not doing them correctly. No. Like, uh, I know, for for example, that scene in the trailer where you see the alien just clinging onto the, like, helicopter, and it's like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, full daylight. They, uh, they're not... Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> they, they did, think, did Covenant not... Um, did it not do well, Covenant? I think it did all right, but it, it's not the best. It's got an interesting cast because, like, I know that um, Danny McBride and then, like, Correct. isn't James Franco is in it, too? Yeah, I yeah. think so. For a brief and, second. Yeah, it's an interesting cast. Michael Fassbender, who's also in it, he does two roles because he was David on the uh, ship in Prometheus. And then, yeah. is it David again or does he have a different name? Um... It's the David and the other uh, Walter. Walter, Walter one it says. So yeah, so um, he plays basically two roles. They're the they're both androids, but they're different generations. Where um, uh, David has been on there on the planet for since Prometheus, and then he sort of built up this idea of the engineers, how they were how powerful they were and he sort of has this ideal ideology of uh, something like the perfect being 
or I'm again I haven't seen it but I'm familiar now, I know one thing that is interesting about it though is how the aliens get to the crew because this was also mm. in the trailer which might be a problem with with the movie but it was through spores so it was the same planet that the engineers crashed on crashed on same LV426 or 427 but um, it, you can see how the sort of black goo influenced the environment and how the plants produce the spores which can infect the yeah infect the people yeah because um for um covenant i didn't see covenant either but i know like a bit of about it um it's like uh it's like couples or something on the ship right or something like that yeah it's like a because Nick, you've seen it, right? Um, yeah. Is it mainly? It's like a, it's a crew of like couples or something. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, sorry. Yeah, it's a colony ship. So it's oh, basically okay. they're going to a new planet, and they're going to create a new uh, colony, basically, where oh, okay. they're starting a brave new world out there, and that's almost like the SpaceX thing. That's, yeah. That's kind of yeah. like what they're planning. So it is kind of like it kind of kind of goes with like the current times. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it's, it's actually interesting because uh, you can you see the real difference between how they act compared to the other crews we've seen. We've seen like space truckers where yeah. they're basically want to survive. Nothing's going to stop them. And we see the space Marines, which is the same mentality, but they actually have firepower. And then the prisoners, which are, I don't know, I honestly forget that movie. And we're not going to talk about Alien Resurrection because, <laughs> yeah. But um, in Prometheus, there's a, they're a science team. They're designed to do this. And they have different people. They have different professions yeah. there, like geologists, biologists, and all that. And they are out there to find aliens whereas this one they were just going to do that and they found this planet because of the mysterious signal and they were like oh this works out so they sort of made it home there okay yeah, but yeah that is that is true because um like as you're saying like the crews have different um uh they're just like uh how do i say it they just have like different like professions, I guess. Like yeah, yeah. Like like the like the marine like fighters, and then like the scientists. So they definitely act like different. And yeah. even like if you like look at um, Alien versus like Predator Requiem, like those are just like civilians. So like yeah, yeah. That's definitely the one where it's just like oh, aliens have came, like have landed, <laughs> sort of thing. See, and uh, so Alien Covenant is basically, I'd say it's a mixture between Prometheus and the first Alien because it's coming back with horror roots. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the horror yeah. yeah, but still, it didn't do so well at the box office. So right now, I'm, they're not sure if they're gonna make any more. So I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that I'm sort of concerned about is that Disney owns the property. Right. And I just thought about that now. I was like, yeah. And with that, it's what's horror going to be like with Disney? Because 
normally yeah. they don't really produce any horror movies and they usually like to play it safe so i don't think we'll get any um yeah. anything with the alien franchise anytime soon no speaking of a uh, horror though i know this is a bit off topic for because we're talking about alien but i'm not sure if you guys know about the x-men movie new mutants oh yeah oh yeah yeah it's supposed to be like a horror superhero movie that's owned by disney now yeah i know and that one I- they're planning to release it. I'm just wondering if they're going to, like, edit the horror out because apparently I, it's supposed to be really scary. Yeah, I know I was excited when it was, when I saw the trailer for it, but it was literally in production hell for how long? Yeah. I think it was supposed to come out in, like, 2017. And then it's, like, kept getting pushed back, pushed mm-hmm. back, keep working on it, pushed back. And then when Disney acquired it, it's like, yeah. okay, what are we doing with that now? Because Dark Phoenix, I don't even want to talk about yeah dark phoenix but no, no. <laughs> but just but apparently new mutants though it like um they did a test screening for it apparently it did pretty well yeah so i know I they have sort of a more creepier version of pink floyd's uh another brick in the wall for yeah. the like soundtrack so that that really got my attention mm-hmm. um but with Disney and horror, because it is related to the Alien franchise, um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Right, it's supposed to be horror. Yeah. Well, but with that, this is what has, has me worried. They had a director on it, but because of creative differences, they had to get a new one, which is yeah. Sam Raimi. I'm not going to complain. He knows how to right. do it. But um, if, if creative differences plague these Disney-produced horror movies, what's the problem is it Disney is there not do they not like what's being put in it or is it or is there actual problems with the movie or the director that's a really good topic for the future thank you Matt yeah. wait so was was Sam Raimi was he taken out or do, was he no he was put in he was put in okay. I don't know who the original director for it was he's done uh, he's done Evil Dead and yeah. um, what was that one with uh, Liam was it called Darkman you guys know Darkman uh, that's another kind of like horror I think it should be pretty like interesting with Sam Raimi hopefully they don't replace him though but with like Disney owning stuff Mm. All right, it could restrict the horror. It could make it more PG-13. Yeah. Oh, God, no. But, I don't know. <laughs> PG-13, like, whenever something is PG-13, it's kind of like you either go all the way or you or you just don't. Like, there's no point in, like... Yeah. Well, kind of, in a few moments, like... In a few moments, it's good. What's, but, like, like, A Quiet Place, that film is PG-13, and it actually was really great. Wouldn't you agree, Dane? Was it actually PG-13? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I thought I it was like 418A or something. They got me yeah. into uh, a quiet place. Yeah. That was yeah. all enemy. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Great movie. How do you like Save it? Save for the sequel. Mm-hmm. I have um, to see it still. Uh, um, you will. It's, we're going to be amazed by it. It's going to come out on September 4, guys, by the way. Oh, we all got to watch my treat. And uh, by the way, um, guys, name one like good, like good PG-13 horror film that other than a quiet uh, place. That's a good question. Ooh. 
Let me think. <laughs> PG-13. PG-13 horror movie. I know... Re- oh, yeah. My mute's... No. I know recently the... Um, what was it? Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Ooh. It came out. That oh. was uh, produced by Guillermo del Toro. Mm. It's like a okay movie. Like, uh, there are some good scares in it. But... Um, I know the story's kind of lackluster, how they try to yeah. connect all these anthology stories into one. Yeah. But um, the creature designs in it are really interesting. And they are. Like, I know for like the Jangling Man, which is sort of yeah. a thing that contorts, they actually got a contortionist. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought it was CG when I saw the movie. I was like, oh, this is all right. But then when I saw that, it was interesting. Um, yeah. I know my favorite part of that one was uh, the first story about Harold, which is a man who bullies a scarecrow and the scarecrow comes to life and yeah, I remember that scene I wasn't expecting it because I wasn't familiar with the original scary stories when I saw that and I saw, when I saw him stab him I was like oh there's no blood but then when I saw um, like hay start spewing from his like mouth I was like I think this is worse so yeah that was definitely an underrated movie I'd say I saw that in the summer actually I forgot I almost forgot about that one another I can think of um, have you guys seen uh, Insidious that one's also PG-13 really actually is it PG-13 really wow I saw that when I was quite young though so that explains how old it is pretty scary for PG-13 it is pretty scary very scary that face that pops up at one point. I'm reading about one. I did not. The Sixth Sense is apparently PG-13. Whoa. So I guess that's a pretty good one. I like the really good movie. I like the twist in that too. It's a classic. Um, what's his name? Um, classic. Um, Shyamalan twist. Oh, okay. I guess yeah, PG thirteen is a is a okay rating. I just hate how sometimes it limits like the creative idea of like the story. I'm quite surprised that's PG thirteen, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It could like be at least like fourteen plus or eighteen. Yeah, I'd think it'd be like fourteen. I think there, there is a kid in it too. So, but I saw. Then it. again, sorry, it is like rated R. So. No, I saw when I was like fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, so. Goodbye. Back to the. Uh, Doctor Strange thing. It was Scott Derrickson who was the original director. Oh, yeah, for, uh, he did. He directed Sinister. So oh, no, he produced Sinister. He directed. Really? Yeah. And that would have been interesting, honestly. Yeah, but that, that's what scared. I'm worried about when creative yeah. differences are up on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess when you're, you're dealing with a bigger like company too like with because that's what happened with like solo oh yeah there was uh, uh which is it was the directors of 21 jump street that were supposed to do solo so i guess they wanted to take it more uh it, they wanted to go into a more comedic like route i guess but then um ron howard took over so i guess yeah. that's what happens when you like are dealing with like a bigger company especially like disney because like disney yeah. has to- 
have and to with, uh, set an image for like the younger audience. Yeah, because they have to be careful what they produce because of their name attached to them. Because mm, exactly. like, when a Disney movie comes out, it is produ- it is advertised as a Disney movie. So exactly. if they make one, it's uh, oh, it's Disney. It's all right. It's might not be all right. And also, what whatever they do on the film reflects upon their company as a whole. So if they want to, um, like, if they show some more risque content, they're like. Uh, worth losing the integrity that they've built up, which more independent uh, movies do do. But that's what makes them. That what that is what makes them good is they're willing to take the jump. They're willing to make it more experimental. I typed in Walt Disney Horror just on Google, and I looked. Mm. The images are like scary. They're like edited images, but it's like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, and. Uh, it looks we're all we're almost done to the halfway point but before we finish i'd like to ask the question of the day what's your guys's number one uh, favorite scene from the alien franchise let's start with you matt Ooh. Ooh, my favorite scene i think it has to be um uh in the first alien in the derelict spaceship where they uh, f- uh, interact with the eggs basically so um, there's a whole part of that scene is the ominous blue glow that looks like it cuts off the fog right up there fun fact about that that was actually a special effect from the band the who because they were just really in a studio nearby so <laughs> i did not that's awesome yeah uh, but what happens is um john hurt's character Kane, yeah, just Kane. Uh, he basically looks at an egg. He's in this like big bulky space suit, and then you can see like something in the egg mo- uh, moving. It opens up with this eerie noise, and then you see like this. Basically, it was a like part of a, uh, I think, a pig stomach um, to create like this slimy aesthetic. And then you just uh, cut to a wide shot of him looking at the egg, and then it just jumps out, and that's. I, th- I would say that's my favorite part. Mm. Uh, to you, John. Um, for me, I think I've got to say, and just because like the second one, like Aliens, is my my favorite. Um, I gotta say, like part of the climax where um, um, Ripley just decides to go against the alien like herself because it, it just shows that like the her character development how like far she's come yeah and how like uh-huh. how like how brave she's become too and then like it's also cool too how like she's like one of the first like um female um uh female heroines in like science fiction Agreed. so it kind of shows like it's like it's iconic yeah see this is how you make a strong female lead take notes star wars take, yeah take notes star wars but yeah that's either that or just the um the chest burst scene but just because it just that's how everything starts but i'm gonna go with my aliens pick second one 
uh, Daniel, from what you've seen so far in the in your alien experience, what would you say is the like the moment that stands out to you the most? Yeah, as you know, I haven't seen the the movie fully, but I I have seen a few scenes. So probably the um, appearance of the alien in the original 1979. Of trouble sleeping at night this week. There might be yeah. that issue as well. <laughs> For me, with like the alien movies, it's just um, it's like it's kind of like a, just like a gross thing. Like just like how stuff is designed. It's like ugh, you definitely don't want to be eating anything yeah. while watching an alien movie. <laughs> that is part of the design to make you feel uncomfortable. John. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, me, my, my, my favorite moment from the the whole franchise would have to be similar to Dane's, uh, the basically the intro of the alien, not, not the chest burster, but after that, you know, when uh, uh, Barrett, I believe was, was, is looking for the cat, Jonesy. Oh, yeah. Right. And the whole build-up, like at that point, we, we saw the alien that has hatched out and we we, we thought, hmm, maybe the alien isn't much of a threat because it's very, very small, but mm -hmm. when we, Barrett finds the cat, we see like the alien crawling down to him and we see the close-up of its jaw as it's moving in and then it drags Brett up into the ceiling to do God knows to it like that scene like it really introduced us to one of the most iconic monsters of all time the one that we know and fear and, and there was no music at all during that scene which just made it more tense yeah I didn't remember that I gotta see that again Yeah. That's a, that's a good sign of good filmmaking though. Ridley Scott was is truly a genius. And he was young during that time as well. And not very yeah. uh, his second film. Not a very experienced director at the time. And yet wow. he managed to not get a filmmaker, I say, but yet he managed to pull off a lot of great things. Looking at you, yeah. Dane. <laughs> Shout out to HR uh, to just Coming for like from designs. Yeah. yeah, that's all you. That's come along too because it started with um, designs for like the or the original original Dune, and then yeah. its way into Alien. Yeah, and Dan O'Bannon, Dan O'Bannon, get he wrote the script, had the ideas, the ideas for it. Yeah, and yeah, without him, we wouldn't have Alien or anything that inspired by that afterwards yeah when you have a good story and like good designs and like a good director that's like the three main things so true less is more indeed and it looks like we're we have reached the one hour mark again thank you for being right. here on the show matt Thanks for having me again. Thank you, John. Thank you, Matt.
And thank you, you know? too, for showing up here, Dane. Happy to have you as always. See you, Dane. Thanks for including me, guys. Newbie, the newbie here. <laughs> but I'll, I'll get around to the Thanks again, Nick. Thank you. Until then, I'm definitely going to continue and I'm going to watch it in the third Alien and Resurrection just to mm. catch up on it. Even though they're not that great, but might as well. Yeah. Awesome. Until Three's a lot. Three's interesting. Um, but Alien Resurrection is bad. So have it, have it a fun, bad sort of thing, like a couple yeah. drinks during it. And it's just a, it's just a movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not true. Agreed. Until just a, they're just movies, but it's Nice to have you, Matt, John, Dane. Until then, this is Sin City. I am one of your hosts, Nick Manassas. And Dane McLean, co-host of Sin City. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next week, same time as always, on Sin City, live from CMRU.ca.